Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Professional DNA Podcast. This is Tarika Wheeler, your career and mindset strategist, and we are rounding out our Leadership Essentials series. That's right. Today is part three. We started um, a few episodes ago with part one and talking about how do you really transition from a doer and out to a delegator, right? And then we went into the following episode to really dig into meetings, right? There's so many meetings as uh, professionals and how do you as a leader or aspiring leader actually lead effective meetings? And then today, 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 I'm super excited about one of my favorite topics. You guys know I'm a career mindset strategist and I love strategy. I believe that in your personal and professional world, you absolutely need to utilize strategy. So we are going to talk about how do you go from strategy to execution? That's right, strategy to execution. That is our last and final part of our Leadership Essential series. I'm excited to dig into that with you today. Get your notebook, get your pen. We are going to dig in on strategy and we're going to bridge the gap between strategy and execution. So you as a leader or an aspiring leader can really begin to approach your task, approach your projects, approach even some of the uh, activities that need to happen across your team and or organization more strategically by utilizing strategy and ensuring that you have good execution. I'm ready to jump in. Are you guys ready? All right, let's do it. All right, Achievers, we are back. And I always like to say that if this is the first episode that you're listening to of the Professional DNA Podcast, I always talk about Achievers. And I'm talking about you. That's right. I'm talking about you. I see Achievers and especially high achieving professionals as not a negative. And I know that there's a certain kind of discussion and and perhaps two sides of this, but I really believe that it's okay to be a high achiever. It's okay to set targets and set the bar high for yourself and for you to enjoy growing, enjoy achieving your goals, enjoy achieving the targets that you set for yourself. So I am all about being uh an achiever. And I'm all about you being an achiever because I want you to, to achieve the success that you deserve. I want you to achieve the goals that you set forth. I want you to reach and achieve the vision that you have for your life and all the dreams that you have. So absolutely, I refer to you as my achievers and because I know that you can. And when you speak that positivity into your life and you speak that I will achieve, I am achieving it just it's a it's a different way to help you really shift your thinking, shift your mindset. And instead of questioning your abilities, you are speaking that thing into existence and you are saying, I will achieve. So I just had to give that little background for you if this is the first time you're listening and say hello to all my achievers out there. So today's episode, again, final part of our three-part series on leadership essentials, and we're talking about how you can really develop strategy and execution. So we're going from strategy to execution. What does that look like? And bridging the gap in between the two. You know, oftentimes when I uh, say the word strategy or I hear people talk about strategy, sometimes I hear leaders refer to it um, almost in a scary way. The word strategy really shouldn't be scary, but it is for some folks. And I think it's because strategy has such a powerful punch to it when it, it when it's done right and it definitely has lots of pieces and moving parts to it that i think sometimes people get fearful but i don't want you to be scared of, of strategy actually as a leader or as, a, as an aspiring leader the word strategy should excite you you're like what Tarika? like yes the word strategy should excite you guys i am a strategist i'm a career mindset strategist but i'm also just a strategist at heart in general and I love to uh, be able to utilize strategy and design strategies to get to point from point A to point B, right? And to do so very strategically so that you can just about ensure that you are going to achieve your goals and your actions that you've set forth successfully. But 
again, sometimes people get scared. On the other side of that, some people hear strategy and they think it's like a buzzword, right? And you hear people utilize it within your organization. And you know, guys, that person that's in your team or in your organization that is always using the uh, big vocabulary and $50 words, and they, they, they use the word strategy, but not necessarily are implementing strategy, or they talk about strategic thinking, and they're not actually strategic thinking strategically. So it's not a buzzword either. It's a real thing. Having a strategy is real. Utilizing strategic thinking is real. And I want to dig into that today. You know, strategies should uh, really create, like I said, excitement. And because it's there to help you, it's there to help you be effective. It's there to help you be efficient and to tackle any situation or task. Again, rather if it is in your personal or your professional life, when you are approaching things strategically, when you are utilizing strategy, it is going to help you be more effective and more efficient in whatever it is you're trying to tackle. Again, while it's used a lot, and again, I hope that people are utilizing the word strategy, that they're utilizing it with some intention behind it. Um, because again, it's not just a buzzword, but when you are able to think strategically and use strategy correctly, it's a game changer. <laughs> I haven't said that in a while, guys. It's a game changer and it truly, truly is. So what is strategy? That's what we're going to dig in today. I want to dig into first, we're going to talk about strategy and then we'll talk about execution. Okay. And we'll kind of bridge that gap. But what is strategy? So what is it? Well, there is strategy as a process. Um, and then strategy as a thing, right? As an actual tangible thing. When you look at the dictionary and you look up strategy, it talks about it being a plan of action um, designed to achieve an aim, right? An aim or a target. So when I think of strategy, and, and this is the same for other strategists as well, there's, again, two ways to think about it. So let's first, let's address process. So strategy is a process of creating a set of well aligned activities with the aim of occupying a valuable position within a competitive landscape. You may say, whoa, Tarika, that's a whole lot. That's, that's the, I don't do anything like that with strategy, but you do, but you do. We're going to break that down. So strategy is a process, right? It's a process and it's a process of creating, right? That's the first word I want you to focus on, creating a set of well-aligned activities. Let's pause there. Well-aligned activities, meaning that you have a goal at, at hand, right? So you've got the strategy and you want to, there's something on the other end that you're wanting to accomplish. What are the activities that align well together in order to get you there? See, I broke that down. It sounds very complicated, but when you really just think about what I'm saying, well aligned. These activities are well aligned. They are, think about when you line things up in a row. Um, have you ever played dominoes and uh, not actually the game of dominoes where you slam them on the table, but played with dominoes and you, or you stand them up and you, um, after you finish standing them up in like a little design and you tip it and it goes down and you're hoping that it continues to flow all the way around until the last one falls, right? That's how I kind of think about strategy. You're setting up the pieces and each time you place a domino down um, and, or stand it up and you place another one behind it and another one and so forth, and you're putting it within that kind of design, you are strategically placing pieces, right? In order to accomplish a single goal. And that single goal is that you want to tip that domino, the first one, and you want it to have a what domino effect and go all the way down to the last domino falls without pause, right? Without any interruption, without any challenges, without any bumps along the way. That's how I think about strategy. So that's the well-aligned activities, right? All the pieces are aligned. You know, if you've placed those dominoes incorrectly and you know where there's misalignment because it stops. And you'll get all the way through the little design, you'll get to the middle, and then a piece will tip, but not tip exactly the right direction. And then none of the other pieces will fall, right? That means that those dominoes were not well aligned, okay? You get what I'm saying there? So strategy is a process for creating a set of well aligned activities with the aim. The aim is the target, right? Where are we going? What are we trying to do? What do we even need the strategy for? What do we want to see on the other end after we have been able to fully execute this strategy of, occup of occupying a valuable position? 
So oftentimes when we're thinking about strategy, it's because we're trying to position ourselves or a team or a division or department or an organization, and we're trying to position ourselves somewhere. So are you positioning yourself with your competitors? Are you positioning yourself with your career and looking to advance in your career? And so how are you going to position yourself to get to the next level? Are you positioning your team to be able to successfully achieve whatever this particular task or project is? So it's all about positioning and it's a valuable position because you want to position yourself and or your team or the company in places of value right? That's the valuable position part. You want to play, you don't want to just position them in any old whatever. Like who cares about that? Why are we putting a strategy together to position ourselves in a place that we don't care about that's not valuable? We want to have a valuable position, okay? And then the last part is within a competitive landscape. And the reason I say within a competitive landscape and other strategists refer to this as well is because everything is a competition. And for someone who tells you that it's not, they're lying. Everything is a competition. I'm not looking for you to compete with others, but you might be in competition with yourself because you're trying to beat the current, the present you so that you can get to the future self. Or you might be in competition with another team or department or division. You might be in competition within your industry with other companies or service providers. Whatever it may be, please understand that you're always in this place of competition, friendly competition. I'm not saying that it has to be brutal and ugly, but you are trying to beat something. You're trying to get somewhere and gain advantage. And when you're trying to gain advantage, oftentimes when you're gaining advantage, there's a competition at hand, okay? There's a competition at hand. So that's strategy as a process. Slightly different, you can think of strategy as a thing, okay? So strategy is a set of well-aligned activities, right? So we just talked about what those well-aligned activities are. When you don't think about strategy and that strategic process, like a strategic planning process, you can think about actually just having a strategy, a tangible thing that is a set of those well-aligned activities with what? An aim that does what? That's uh, that an aim of to occupy, right? A valuable position within a competitive landscape. So same thing, very, very similar definitions, but one is talking about strategy as the process. The other is talking about strategy as a compilation of those well-aligned activities. Is that making sense, guys? I hope so. And then we've talked about valuable position, and I want to be sure that you get that because you should not just be aimlessly doing anything. There's got to be a place where you're trying to position either yourself or other individuals. And as a leader, you have to be crystal clear about that. What is the position? What is the valuable position in which you are trying to get your team? You're trying to get an individual. You're trying to contribute from a company perspective. What is that valuable position? position. And you have to be very, very clear about that, be able to articulate that as a leader to your teams so that they can be on the same page with you as you're implementing this strategy or developing the strategy. Everything we do, everything we approach, guys, we have got to do so um, strategically. We've got to do so strategically. And this means that you need to have a strategy before you jump right into execution. So how do you do it? That's that's the big question, right? How do you actually develop a strategy? How do you put all of these value aligned pieces together? Like where do you even start, right? What are some of those common pieces and steps? Well, I want to explore that a little bit. I want to explore that a little bit with you today um, because I think that many times what happens is leaders and aspiring leaders, they start well and you start at this brainstorming piece and you brainstorm opportunities and you brainstorm ideas and then you jump right into just the planning and doing, right? You, you, you jump past strategy and some of the critical things that you need to think about and we really don't take advantage of that process of strategy right? Or having that thing, having a strategy in place. We go from brainstorming to our opportunities and ideas, and we jump right into planning instead of really taking advantage of the strategy. So unfortunately, again, while that's important, that's a great start. And that's a great place for leaders to start with their teams is to brainstorm and really get ideas out there. We need to think much more about strategy in order for us to truly be successful. 
Okay, so we're going to take a very quick break and then come back and talk about creating a strategy and what that looks like and then bridging that to execution. All right, guys, hope you're taking notes. If you need to get your notebook, this is your time to go get it. (laughs) Go back and go get it so that you can be ready for this next step because now we're going to talk about actually creating the strategy and then bridging that with execution. We'll be right back. All right, guys, so we're back. I know you're ready to jump right on in as we continue part three of our Leadership Essential series and talking about strategy, from strategy to execution. And we've talked a little bit about strategy and kind of framing it for you. And now I wanna kind of jump into the pieces of actually creating a strategy and what this looks like. And here's the thing, what I'm gonna share with you, no matter where you are, no matter if you're leading or you're aspiring to lead, or let's say you're not in a leadership role and position, um, and maybe that's not a part of your goals and aspirations, but you are just a kick butt team member, whatever it is, wherever you are, whatever industry you're in, whatever role, career and job, whatever you're doing, what I'm going to share with you applies. Because developing strategy until you really get down into um, some of the specific niches that you need to explore when you're developing a strategy, when you're just thinking about it kind of big picture, it's all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff. And this is how I not only approach my career, but also how I approach my projects with my team, right? So I I lead uh, teams from a project management perspective, and I am always utilizing this approach for creating a strategy. Okay. So I want to share this with you because this is something that has helped me tremendously, both in my professional career, but also personally. And as I'm even developing strategies for home, strategies for my family, strategies, again, for me as a a professional, and then um, strategies that I want to share even from a business perspective. Okay. So these, these are kind of 360 for me and I, I want to be able to share them with you. So you guys ready? All right, number one, goals and aspirations. And I know you're like, oh my goodness, of course, you probably could have picked that one out. Goals are always a part of it. But here's the thing from a strategy perspective. You've got to think about what are you trying to accomplish? That's where you start. That's where you start. Before you can actually develop a strategy, you have to be very clear about what is it that you're trying to accomplish. And at the same time, I want you to also think about how will you measure success? So this is where it gets a bit different from a strategy perspective. And I truly believe that you have to think about success first and then walk backwards. Okay, success first and then walk backwards. So there's not too many times that I tell you to go backwards, right? (laughs) But in this instance, I want you to do that because this is how you will understand point A and point B. I actually want you to start somewhat at point B so that you understand how you're going to measure the success of what it is you're trying to accomplish. So it's like, what do you want to accomplish? How are you going to measure that? And then when you're thinking about the goals piece of it, of course, these have got to be very clear, smart goals, goals that are very specific around what you're trying to accomplish, knowing that it's measurable, which is why we start at the beginning to say, how are we going to measure that success? It's achievable. It's something that can actually happen. You have the resources to make it happen, right? It's relatable. It's relatable to your team. It's relatable to your company, your task, or your work plan, or whatever it is that is guiding uh, the work. And then it is something that's time bound. It's not, it can't take forever. There has to be a beginning and an end um, in order for you to say that something was completed, achieved, right? And accomplished. So I want you to start with goals and aspirations, and I want you to think about them um, very smartly (laughs) and ensure that you've got a clear, good start for this strategy. Number two is all about action. Number two is all about action. And this is the how. How will you actually accomplish the goals that you just talked about? And again, this is no matter where you're trying to develop strategy. You have got to have very clear action plans around how you're going to accomplish something. And this is honestly where you should be spending a great amount of your time. As a leader, you have got to understand the how. 
And you may not always have all of the answers, but you need to start there so that you can give your team, um, your staff, your organization, if we you know whatever area in which you're leading, you need to be able to give direction. You need to be able to give direction. You may hear people talk about, you know, in delegating the work, it's also about being able to direct the work. So once you have your goals, the action plans themselves, and how we're going to get something accomplished, you need to serve at the helm of that as a leader. Okay. And then I like to use very, what I say are called participatory processes. So I like this action piece to be participatory because I want to engage the members of my team the members of my organization in this process of identifying how we're going to get something done. I'm ultimately going to sign off on the how, but I do want you to be a part of it. Why do I want you to be a part of it? Because I want you to have a vested interest in how we are going to accomplish these goals together. Leaders, 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 leaders have to know that it is not about you. It's not. I know you get elevated, you get advanced, you're in this new position, you are got the title of senior manager or senior director or VP, whatever it may be. But let me tell you something. As you begin to elevate, as you begin to ascend, it's less and less about you and more and more about those who you are leading and who are choosing to actively follow you. So a part of leadership is knowing that you need to involve people in the process and you definitely want to involve them in this step of action because that's a lot of the great ideas for how something is going to uh, take place and how we're going to get things done comes from your team. But I need you to also be at the helm of it so that you can drive that action and you can direct the work. Okay, I hope you're grabbing that. Let's go to number three. Number three is all about what do you need. So what are the resources and the capabilities that you need in order for your team, in order for individuals to accomplish the, the goals in the work and the actions that are now been planned and set forth to get it done? What and who, okay? What and who do you need to complete the actions? When we get to execution, you're going to see the bridge there between the what and the who. Okay, but what and who do you need to complete these actions? How many staff do you need? Is this of all hands in? Let's say you've got a team of 20. Does everybody need to work on this? Or are there a specific group of individuals that need to work on this? What capabilities do they need? Is there a particular skill sets that this group that you bring together who's going to work on these actions that are a part of the goals that are part of the larger strategy? Who do you actually need and what do they need to be able to do? As a leader, it's important for you to know the strengths and the weaknesses of your team. You need to know their capabilities by by name, as I like to say it, right? Call it by name. Put a name on it, as people say. I need you to be very clear about what people can and cannot do, right? So that when it comes time to assess what you need, you already have an inventory of capabilities on your team and you know who to go to. You know who to bring together. You know where the strengths and the weaknesses are. Outside of the who, you also need the what. So is there specific technology that you need? Is there a particular additional uh, financial resources and budget that you need? As a leader, it's your job to understand those pieces and those elements so that you can do what? Allocate. Allocate resources and understand capabilities. Allocate resources and be able to truly understand capabilities. It's a huge part of you building your strategy. Okay, so that's one, two, and three. Goals and aspirations, action, and then resources and capabilities. Let's jump to four. Let's jump to four and we're about done on the strategy side, believe it or not. Four is monitor and iterate. So as you have developed the goals, we developed the aspirations, we know what we're aspiring to achieve, right? And we know the goals that are around that. We've got actions that we have defined that these are going to be the activities that we're going to complete, the actions we're going to complete in order to get there. And we now know the resources that we need. We know what we need and we know who we need. So now it's time to get to work. And this is going to be this bridge into execution because now we need to monitor the process in which things are moving forward. So how you've got to think about as a leader, as you're developing the strategy, we're not we're not to a point of implementation or execution of the strategy. We're still building the strategy. 
So before you even take a step into saying, okay, guys, we've got our strategy, let's go. The last step there is you've got to understand how are you going to monitor progress, right? And what is the process that you're going to do to iterate? So let's start with monitoring the progress. You need to have a clear path forward to know how you are going to monitor the success of the goals and how you're going to monitor the success of the actions in order to reach the goals, right? So that is you not only directing work, but that is you actually monitoring and ensuring that your team stays on track. So you may say, Tarika, what does that look like? Those could be status update meetings. Those could be reports that are submitted to you, weekly reports, monthly reports, right? Those could be uh, one-on-one meetings that you maybe have with managers that you're ser- that you're leading and you're wanting to hear from them what's happening at the team level. You have to have some type of monitoring process in place. Why? Because you cannot be in multiple places at one time. You cannot be in every facet of this work. And actually, you shouldn't be. Because remember, we are escalating from doer to delegator. But when you begin to take that step back, and instead of having a direct hands-on view, you have this bird's eye view, then you have to have mechanisms, processes in place so that you stay connected, right? You stay connected. And you're able to stay connected through this monitoring process. So you've got to think about what's the best way for that to happen for you, right? Because it's different for everyone. Everyone doesn't need the same types of monitoring processes and techniques. They all are different because we all work differently. For me, I really prefer weekly meetings because I like to hear directly from my team and I like to hear the status of their work. And then also if there's any challenges or risk or blockers from them moving forward to the targets or milestones that we have set in place. I also like reports. And I like weekly reports or more just kind of like high level bullets of things we've completed, what's priority for next week, you know, what are things that we need, what are some challenges that we perceive, like I like to see that in writing, because what that helps me do as a leader is understand across my my, my team, or right, or across my project, what are we faced with at any given moment? And what are we going to be faced with as we come into the upcoming week? It's a part of even how I plan my week ahead, as I'm able to look at those reports. So that works for me, that might not work for you. But that's a way that it helps you monitor progress. Now let's talk about iterate. You may say, what is that? What is that? Okay, so iterate, um, and the way I want you to think about this from a strategy perspective, is it's repeating a process, analyzing your outcomes and results, and then going back, making changes based on those findings, and then doing it again. And so when you talk about or you hear people say an iterative process, it's it's that you are constantly in this kind of circular mode or circular mode to where you are working on something. And as you are learning more about it, you're continuing to build upon it and build upon it. And that's iterate. I will tell you, that's another word that people hear and they're like, oh, that's just a buzzword. No, it's not. If used intentionally and correctly, it is very powerful because you want to iterate over the course of processes, especially new ones, or especially if you're working through a new project or a new task, there may be a need to constantly iterate until you get to a good place. Okay. So I really want you to know That's key. It's critical. It's not just a random buzzword that's thrown out there that somebody picked up. Iterate is real. And from a leader perspective, you need to understand that there needs to be some iterative processes as a part of your work when you're monitoring, because you may learn something along the way as your team is working through a particular task or a project strategically, right? They've got their goals. They have the resources they need. They've got an action plan. They're moving forward, but they may start to see some outcomes as a part of their work that aren't necessarily what you were hoping for. Okay, so let's go back and take a look at the activities that we set forth, and we might need to make some tweaks there and then come back and keep going. That's that iterative process, okay? So I want you as a leader to understand that it is critical that you both monitor and iterate, monitor and iterate. Similar to having a career strategy, having a strategy to approach projects and tasks, it's not a nice to have, guys. Like it is not just, it's not a nice to have. It's a must do. You must have a career strategy. If you truly look, you truly looking to 
advance and get to the next level in your career, you must have a career strategy in order to get there. So what are your goals and aspirations? What actions are you going to take to actually accomplish those goals? What are the resources that you need and what capabilities and skills do you need in order to advance in your career? And then how are you going to monitor that process and of you advancing? And how are you going to iterate and go back and make tweaks and changes to continue to push you forward? You see how you can take that and rather if it's you developing as a leader, a, a strategy for your team or your division or within your company, or if it's you taking these same steps and utilizing it to advance in your career. Very, very similar. And again, there's different tweaks here and there. Like I said, when you start to niche down and get into different industries or different needs for strategies, there definitely might be some tweaks. You know, one of the things I didn't talk about here is market research. And in some instances, you may have to do a bit of research and market research in order to do so. Even a part of your career strategy development, when I work with clients, you know, we talk about market research, but market research from an instance of where is it that you're wanting to go in your career? And let's take a look at that industry. Let's take a look at that market. And what are the salaries there? What is the education that's required there? What are the skill sets and capabilities that companies are looking for there? So there is a need to include those types of things. But if you're just talking about the basics, that's what these are. These are the basics of you developing a strategy, no matter what. Okay. All right, guys, we're going to take another really, really quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to dig into execution, right? Because we want to go from strategy to execution. And I have some really good gems to share with you around execution. All right. We'll be right back. All right. I know you guys are ready to jump into execution because you want to get it done, right? You want to get it done. Let me tell you, when you have strategies in place, as a leader, you can really establish long-term goals. You can make truly informed um, resource allocation decisions. You can identify even allies like across departments and across divisions and relationships that must be formed in order to be successful because you're taking yourself through this process of developing a strategy. And so you may say, what's next? Guys, you already know, we're talking about strategy from strategy to execution, right? And so after strategy comes getting it done, right? Now we get into, we've, we've made the plan, we've, we've strategically thought through what we need to accomplish, how we're going to get there, what we need to get it done, how we're going to monitor to ensure that we see this thing through the end. Now it's time to execute. Strategy execution is an area that can make or break leaders. Okay, it truly can make or break leaders. And I don't say that to scare you, but I want you to be aware that it's not just a light switch. It's not just as easy to say, okay, we got a strategy, go do it. It takes really quite a bit of work to actually get through the execution and to get through it well. Um, this is not a time for you to do. So as a as a leader, right, we've moved out of doing into delegating. This is not the time for you to just jump in and do. And again, don't get me wrong. There are definitely times where as leaders, we got to get our hands dirty. You got to jump in there right with the team and get things done. But I'm talking about overarching kind of big picture wise. If you're in this leadership role, this is the time. Execution is the time for you to lead and ensure that the strategy and the plans that are successful um, you've you have gone through, you've set forth and you said, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it, that you can get those successfully executed according to plan, according to plan. And that's your role. That's your role as the leader to really shepherd and drive and empower and encourage and train. That's your role as a leader in this execution phase. You must have daily structure Right. So as a leader, you've got to say, well, what does that daily structure look like as we are working through this strategy? You need systems in place. Right. You need operational goals. So how are you actually operationalizing what it takes to get this work done um, that is really going to set your team up for success? Right. You've got to do that. So, again, let me say that again. You have to have a daily structure. So what is happening day to day, Monday through Friday, or whatever your kind of work week or work schedule is, what is taking place, what is happening in order to ensure 
that things are going to be successful? What are the systems that you need in place, right? Approve submission, review and approval systems, any type of technology, you know, what are the systems that you need in place in order to make sure that things move forward? Operationalizing your goals that set your team um, or your division up for success. Like how are you going to operationalize these actual goals? So we've got the goals and you have the action plans, but now you've got to think about how do we operationalize those? So are there standard operating procedures that have to be put in place or developed to ensure that everyone is doing things the right way? So what if you have four different people who are working on the same task? There's got to be some type of structure to that process, right? We may all be getting to um, the same goal, but we need to get there the same way in some instances, especially to ensure that we have accuracy and we have quality. We all may have our own tricks of the trade of how we get something done, but you want to be sure that there's a clear process that is in place so that if a staff member or team member needs to come back and reference something, they have a standard operating procedure to do so. So you see why you can't be so much in the weeds and doing? Because once you delegate, that's because you are stepping into your leadership role and there's all these other areas that you really need to focus on to ensure that you're setting your team up for success. Okay, I was reading um, this article from the uh, Harvard Business Review, and it said that even the best strategic plans can fall flat without right execution. Even the best strategic plans can fall flat without the right execution, and that 90% of businesses fail to reach their strategic goals, which researchers believe is due to the gap between strategy and execution. And I totally agree with that because... Once we get the strategy piece done, a lot of times it's just like, okay, here's the strategy, guys. Here's the actions. Here's the plans. I've given you everything that you need. Go forth and do. And then we are shocked and appalled and upset because our, our teams are not operating in the way that we hoped that they were to operate. Notice I say hope because you didn't really put a lot of thought into the execution side of it. Or we are frustrated because in our minds, things were going to be operating one way and now they're operating another way. Well, we didn't actually operationalize anything. And so how do you expect people to operate in the way that you hoped that they would if you didn't communicate that to them? So I can absolutely see where the gap can be between strategy and execution, because oftentimes we just jump and we don't take the time to take that same strategic thinking into the execution phase. Okay, so let's talk about execution, guys. I'm going to give you five things that I really want you to hone in on when we're thinking about execution. You ready? All right. So number one is that you've got to commit to the strategy. So once you have a strategy in place, we've got to commit to that. And when I say commit to it, I mean, we're not going back wishy-washy saying, oh, okay, well, you know what? Never mind. Let's do this. Or, you know what, guys, I thought that that's the way we were going to move forward, but no, 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 we're not going to do that. That's why going through those steps and building the strategy is so important so that you're crystal clear about the direction. Now, there are definitely times where we got to pivot. There's definitely times where we've got to make a change, but most of the time you can stay true to the overarching strategy that you've put forth because you've done the work on the front end. So let's commit to the strategy. It also helps your team and your organization not be confused because like, wait a minute, I thought this was our strategy moving forward. You know, I thought this was our strategic plan that we were going by. And then you spend all this time developing a strategic plan or strategic approach or strategy document, whatever it may be, however your strategy ends up manifesting, right? And then Three weeks later, you're wanting to do something completely different. You just wasted a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of manpower, and, and because you didn't take the time to make sure that you went through the proper steps to build that strategy from the ground up the right way. So execution, number one thing is let's commit to the strategy at hand. Number two, number two, guys, align staff and resources to the strategy. Align staff in resources to the strategy. So this is where it's key. Again, we talked about this in the strategy side, but now let's bridge it together with execution. It's once you know you've got the inventory and you say, well, here's what I need and here's who I need. In the execution phase of this, now let's actually make the alignment and put those people in place. So from a, 
uh, first step that you could do from a kind of staff resource perspective is developing a work plan. So you have your goals and you have the activities that need to take place. Now let's start aligning and assigning resources, meaning staff, to actual tasks and activities that need to take place. And that work plan is going to be almost like a, a manual, if you will, for what needs to take place over X amount of time as you're doing this strategy. It also gives very clear direction um, and clear understanding around who's responsible for what. So that's really key. Budget is from a resource perspective, right? So align your resources to the strategy. If you know that here are the goals and here are the actions and the activities that we absolutely need to get there, and you've taken a look in the strategy phase of this to say who you need and what you need, then you've got to be really clear around budget. And once you have that budget that's set from an execution perspective, it is your role as the leader to monitor and control that budget. What does that mean? That means don't go over budget. Let's make sure that you strategically really thought about what you need. And once that budget is set and you're in execution, then it is your job to ensure as a leader that you stay on budget. So again, you see why you can't be so much in the weeds because there's so many other elements that you have to tend to as a leader, okay? So again, number two was align your staff and resources to the strategy, making sure that you can literally draw the line. Here's this task and activities, X, Y, and Z individuals are working on it. Here's any budget allocation that's needed for it. Right. And here's how I'm going to monitor and ensure that we're going to stay on budget in those areas. All right. Number three, this is huge. This is a big one. You need to communicate clearly to educate and empower your staff. You need to communicate, communicate clearly to educate and empower your staff. The, t- the team doesn't just need to understand their individual tasks and roles, but they need to have a clear understanding of the overall strategy. You need to be able to clearly explain and articulate the strategy at hand. And this is why I like the participatory process because it gets everyone engaged and involved so that they can understand the big picture. But let's say perhaps you weren't able to do that type of process. And sometimes it's not feasible to do so. You still need to be in a position to where you can clearly explain, right? You can clearly explain and educate your team on what it is we're doing, what we're doing, how we're doing it, why we're doing it, and how we're going to measure that we are successful. And as a leader, you have to be able to articulate that. Okay, you have to be able to articulate that. You need your team, you need your staff to see the overall big picture. And it's your role as a leader to ensure that that's the case. You also need to empower your staff. You have to empower your staff. So, and and the empowerment piece comes to, honestly, the bottom line of performance. The The more informed your staff is and the more empowered they are, the better they are going to perform. The more informed they are, right? So that comes from clearly communicating and educating them around the strategy at hand so they understand the big picture. But then also the more that they are empowered, the more that they are empowered, the better they are actually going to perform. So boost employee performance and empower your staff by providing them with identified times to like celebrate milestones, big or small. Big or small, you've got to celebrate the progress along the way as this strategy is being implemented so your team can see the fruit of the labor, right? And and that's a piece that as leaders, we have to do. We have to make those simple, small pauses to just acknowledge the hard work that's being done, to celebrate the challenges. And even if we have some bumps in the road, we're going to talk about the challenges too. We're going to talk about the hiccups. We're going to talk about the the missteps, but we are also going to focus on the wins. And as a leader, it is your job to raise those up to the attention of the entire team, to empower them, to keep pushing them forward till you get to the finish line. And that finish line, once you achieve it, you can say, yes, we've successfully completed this particular task and or activity, or we've successfully been able to execute on this strategy and look at the results that we were able to yield. But you have to serve as that empowering force, 
Okay. That is so critical. And you will be amazed what happens when your team is empowered and how it actually boosts performance. When they are excited about the work, when they feel engaged and invested in the work, it is amazing how they will respond and amazing how they will perform. Okay. Talking about performance, we need to measure and monitor performance. That's also a part of execution, right? How are we measuring that we are on track? What are indicators do you have in place? I like to talk about KPIs, key performance indicators, um, KSIs, key success indicators, however you want to approach it. But you've got to identify some indicators as a leader that say, hmm, because we hit X targets, we are on track. Because we hit this indicator, this is an indication that we are on track. So as a leader, you've got to set those. You have to recognize where those are. And then you want to monitor the performance. And again, we talked about this from a strategy perspective, but now you got to execute that. So what does that look like? Bi-weekly meetings, you know, weekly status reports, monthly status reports, whatever the frequency in which you need, depending on the timeline in which you are working on executing this particular strategy. I hope you are rocking with me on this, guys, and that this is making sense because this is key. For leadership and for my project managers who might be listening, you may hear some remnants of project management in this. And you know, I'm a certified project manager professional, and um, it is it, it's 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 amazing how you can take those key and core principles of project management and also apply them directly to leadership, regardless if you're in project management or not. So there is definitely a mix of that in here for sure. Okay, the last one is I want you to ensure that you have a balance of innovation and control. I love innovation. Um, Again, innovation is not just one of those buzzwords. Innovation is real and it's critical and especially a critical skill for not only you to have as a leader, but for your team members to have as well um, as we forge forward um, into 2022 and beyond. Innovation is critical. And so I want you to encourage your team to brainstorm, encourage them to experiment and to take acceptable, acceptable calculated risk um, that are in alignment with the strategy at play, right? So you may have some activities that you're setting for, you're saying, this is how we're going to do them. But when you get into the tactics of it all, right, when you get very tactical, there may be some different approaches that you take in order to execute on those actions, execute on those activities. And so I want you to empower your team to really brainstorm and experiment about how to do that. How can you weave in innovation into what you're doing. But we don't want to go so far off the map. And that's why I say control. So you want to have a balance between innovation and control. You've got to control the work that's happening so that we just don't go so far off the map that then we start to stray away from the original strategy and the plan at hand. So innovation should be there. Experimentation should be there. But it should all be within alignment in the overarching strategy, which is serving as the umbrella for everything that we're doing. And then guys, that's it. That's it. Because after that, you're ready to celebrate because you're going to get to the end of that execution where you've been able to completely execute on that strategy. And you're going to celebrate how you were able to achieve it efficiently and effectively and strategically because you were clear about strategy and clear about execution. Do you see how we have to bridge the two? Do you see how the work starts within strategy, but it really gets going in execution and that you've got to do the work on the strategy side so that you can bridge that with what needs to happen on the execution side. And so much of that is sitting with you as a leader. It's sitting with you as a leader to lead and guide and empower your teams to push through strategy so that they can effectively and efficiently execute. All right, guys, we are done. We are done. I'm going to take a quick pause. I'm going to wrap this thing up. We'll be right back. Hey there, Achievers. I hope that was helpful for you. Let me tell you, rather if you are in leadership or you're aspiring to be in leadership, these are critical strategy and execution and understanding how to come from strategy to execution is so important for you to understand and important for you to take and own as a leader anytime you're working with a team or within a company or organization. Being strategic is not just a thing. 
<laughs> it's just not. It's very real. And as a strategist, I know the importance of ensuring that not only am I thinking strategically, but I'm developing strategies that have all of those core pieces that we talked about, right? That my strategies are sound and they're based in having a goal and some type of aspiration, like ultimately what are we looking to achieve, that there's clear actions and activities that need to take place. I understand the resources and the capabilities that I need. I know that I need to monitor and be able to iterate. And so I've got to be sure that I've got some processes identified and how I'm going to do that. That's all critical, a part of strategy. And again, as I talked about, that's also relatable to you from a career strategy perspective. But then you shift into execution. And this is where that hard work comes in from you as a leader to where you know that execution is what's going to get you to the finish line, right? And that's what's going to get you to truly achieve the execution of the strategy uh, because you would have crushed those goals and really pushed through all of the activities and actions that are needed. But remember, from an execution perspective, you've got to commit to the strategy. You've got to align your staff and your resources to that strategy. You've got to really ensure that you are clearly communicating to educate and empower your staff, right? That you communicate clearly and you want to educate and to empower your staff. And then I want you to ensure that you've got a mechanism in place or mechanisms in place in which you're going to measure and monitor the performance of your team. So you know that you are driving forward to success. What are the indicators that you're going to put in place? And then last but certainly not least, that you have a balance of innovation and control. That you are encouraging your team to be experimental and to take acceptable calculated risk but all that are in alignment with the strategy. You want innovation. You don't want to go so far down the path that you begin to lose control or become outside of the realm of the original strategy that was in place. I know that you can do this, Achievers. I know that you are a leader and you can, you absolutely can put strategies in place and execute them effectively. When we talk about even self-leadership, I know that you can develop and design a career strategy to help you advance in your career by using some of these same tactics and strategies that we've talked about today, right? Self-leadership is so critical and you've got to be able to lead yourself before you can actually lead others. And I truly believe that. So I'm super excited about uh, this series. I hope this was helpful. Go back and listen to uh, number one, part one and part two, if you need to, to put all the pieces together, because as you can see, they definitely do connect and you know how I feel about you. Number one, you are amazing and you don't need anyone's permission to be great. And then most importantly, you have everything inside of you to be your best and unique self. And that's what? That's your professional DNA. Until next time. Bye-bye.